Hello everybody, it's your host Brent Reed. This is another Downright Sports. Today's show is very, very special as we do in a Super Bowl preview show, gearing everybody up for the Super Bowl this upcoming Sunday. So buckle up as we break down the, um, the two teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking on the defending champion, the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, we're going to talk about the MLB Hall of Fame, and then we have a little fun in the third segment as we uh, pretend, if you will, uh, who should perform at the halftime show or who we would like to see. So, buckle up, strap in. It's Thursday at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com, which means only one thing. That one thing is, it's showtime. You know, you, you make me feel so good inside. <laughs> I've always wanted a girl just like you. Such a purity.
Here we go, here we go, here we go. It is showtime, everybody. Welcome to an all-new Downright Sports, the radio, the podcast, if you will. I am your host, the notorious sports critic, the one, the only, Brent Reed. Hey, how about that? <laughs> um, big week, big week. Super Bowl week, if you will. Um, so let's buckle in. Thank you all for listening here on DynastyRadioNY.com. It is 8 o'clock. It is Thursday. Unless you're watching on Facebook Live and then you're confused that I got the dates wrong. Nope, I did it. So happy. <laughs> so for some of you, happy Black History Month. Outside of the Super Bowl show, starting um, next week, the next episode, we will be honoring those of... African American, or you know, basically we're honor uh, civil rights activists, black, white, whoever. We're going to honor civil rights activists um, for this month of Black History Month. Um, it's very important that we somehow bring everyone together in knowledge, if you will. Any case, <laughs> uh, if you're listening, if you're not listening on DynastyRadioNY.com, then you are listening to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you may get your uh, downloads. Which, by the way, leave a comment, tell a friend, and tell me hello. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, feel free to be part of the show and write. And intertwine and leave comments and tell me, tell me what you think. Tell me, tell me, t- tell me what you think. <laughs> I'm silly. I just had some Red Bull and I got coffee. It's the only way you can do a show at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> anyway, the Super Bowl is this Sunday. Uh, the two teams that are in the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are taking on the defending. Oh, anyway, let's, let's do this right. Hold on. Doing this all. You're doing this all wrong here, guy. Hold on. <clears throat> This Sunday, live from Tampa Bay, Florida, home of the NFC champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in one hat, on one side, the 10-time Super Bowl appearing, six-time winning quarterback, Tom Brady and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the defending Super Bowl winning champions with a former league MVP. The babyface assassin, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, look to defend their title this Sunday. Who will win in a steel cage match? No, it's not going to be a steel cage match. But if you think about it, this is everything that you want in your Super Bowl game. Now, when the season started, all of you bandwagon people, because you play Madden or you play Fantasy, and you buy the hype. You all thought the Ravens would be here. Well, you were wrong. Because it still takes a complete team, or just Tom Brady, to get to a Super Bowl. Now, we have Tampa and Kansas City. These two teams, why is this kind of sexy? I'll tell you why. Not because it's a lingerie bowl. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, who wouldn't want to see, you know, Tom Brady dressed down? I'm joking. But, in the history of matchups, because this is maybe... One of the few times, if you really pay attention to we never get marquee quarterback matchups. Very rare. Very rare we get that. So, if you will. And, oh, and this is our Super Bowl party show. So, you see our esteemed guest list is here. Uh, Aaron Judge is back there. RuPaul is here. Dolly Parton. 
the president of Ireland, um, the mom from, uh, what was that show, Full House, and the baby somewhere in the background. As the show goes on, I'll rotate the people. Yeah, that's right. None of them talk. <laughs> um, also, big announcement coming at the end of the show. Big announcement. Anyway, let's look at the history of the, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's been around 50-something years, right? We've had Bradshaw versus Starback. We've had Russell versus Brady. We've had um, Brett versus Elway. That may be the closest to like a juggernaut matchup. If you want to throw Kurt Warner and Ben Roethlisberger, eh, both two Hall of Famers. But like we never got, we never got Tom versus Peyton. Never was going to happen. Not in the Super Bowl. We never got Tom versus Aaron Rodgers. Um, if you think about it, so and 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 in their primes, we never. I mean, we got to see them in conference games, but not at championship games. So like, we never got to see um, Aikman versus Young in a championship conference championship. Yes, but like this is cool. That we're getting Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT, and the Baby GOAT. I hate that nickname. He needs a nickname. Patrick Mahomes, is, I don't know what to call him. That dude. Like, that's who he is. He's that dude. You know what I'm saying? You know what? That's Patrick Mahomes' nickname. That dude. So, you got the GOAT and that dude. And they're going to go one-on-one. In home. Now, it would be Tom Brady to make history twice in one night. To go to ten, to be the first to go to ten uh, championships, and don't give me the crap. Don't go Google or Wikipedia or go look up. Like, don't come back and be like, "Well, it was a lineman that went to like nine. We're talking about a guy who led his teams. Tom led them to ten. He led his two different teams, two different coaches to ten, two different conferences to ten. And you got Patrick Mahomes in his second, his second. Super Bowl. I want to say the first year they went to the, with him, they lost to the Patriots. I want to say that. I'm, I'm 100% sure. My iPad is charging. Otherwise, I'll be using So, we're going to go to the phone, kids. And that's how we're going to do it. A little inside baseball. Ain't nothing like it. You know what I'm saying? Got to Google Got to Google the old-fashioned way. Um, 2019 AFC Championship. That was the Chiefs and the Patriots. Wow, I'm good. So you had the Chiefs, Patriots, like Notre Dame himself couldn't have put this together, or Paul Mooney, and they you got now three years later, Tom and Patrick one more time, but this time for the real goal. You know what I'm saying? For the chip. So every team in football has to do it as what's that? What was that? A team. That's right. So, if you pay attention to these two teams, they faced each other already this year. Kansas City beat them by three. Wasn't a blowout, but Patrick Mahomes had a pretty decent game, over 400 yards passing. We're go- I'm going to start taking away, I'm going to start paying attention to the yardage thing because it's becoming a stat that's a little devalued now because they throw the ball so much. You know what I'm saying? They just throw it so much. And not to mention, guys get a lot of yards. Some teams just give them yards. Don't mean they do anything. But not in the case of Patrick Mahomes. Not in the case of that get that dude. You know what I'm saying? 462 passing yards. Three touchdowns, if you will. He was only sacked twice. Um, the man who was his, his partner in crime that game, Tyreek Hill, went off. 13 catches, 269 yards. Average of 20 yards a ca- uh, uh, catch. Three touchdowns. Basically just made mincemeat 
of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that game while Tom Brady, uh, he had a decent game, if you will. 340 in the air, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Let's touch on that, all right? Four. Tampa Bay. I'm gonna make a case for two teams. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna debate myself, if you will. So I'll be Max Kellerman and I'll be Stephen A. Smith. I'll be uh, what's the guy's name? I'll be um, Skip Bayless and I'll be uh, the the football player. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Anyway, for Tampa Bay to win, there's a couple things that they need to do. All right. First and foremost, Tom Brady has to control the game. He doesn't have to win the game. He's just to control the game. If you pay attention to the Green Bay game, Green Bay's coach probably should be fired today because Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did everything in their power but to give him the game. Don't give me the crap about the referees. Stop it. Refs made two, a few bad calls, but if you really know anything about officiating, when the leagues break down, officials actually make fewer mistakes than you tend to think, all right? The, the big ones, that's what they are. They're just big mistakes. But they're not enough to make a break a game for the most part. Except for a couple years ago when they had to scrub officials. So stop it, all right? Now, Tom Brady, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this, Tom Brady cannot go out there and have a two-interception game. I'm here to tell you right now. He throws more than two interceptions, they're losing. That's it. Because... If you, first and foremost, Kansas City does a fantastic job in controlling the ball. They do a fantastic job in controlling their fate. They do a fantastic job in holding and, and keeping time of possession. So if Tom Brady's just going to help them out by adding to the possessions by throwing interceptions, the game's over. All right. So first and foremost, for them to win, Tom Brady it starts at the head, has to control the game, no interceptions. If that means he ends the game with only 200 passing yards, but they win, guess what, Tom? That's ring number seven. All right. Number two, Mike Evans. He has to be reliable for Tom Brady. Right now, in the last game, he didn't look too reliable, but he's gonna have to beat it. He's playing at home. You're sleeping in your own bed, baby. You know what that means? Just sleeping in your own bed. You got your head on the pillow. Mm. Resting. Mm, mama's making you your favorite meal. Mm, so you're feeling good right now, aren't you, Mike? Make the plays. And okay, make the plays. You got over 100 yards receiving this year. In the last game, uh, when you faced him, you had, you went. Uh, you uh, excuse me. You got a touchdown the last time you faced KC. But the big thing with Mike Evans is he averages about 14 yards a game carry, which is uh, uh, which means he gets the catch. He's going to get you some yak. Be there. Now, or be the decoy. Why? Because you got a guy that may play. I haven't announced it. I think Antonio Davis is going to play. But if I mean uh, Antonio Brown, if Antonio Brown could show out, this is what they signed him for. They didn't sign him for Week 17. They didn't sign him for Week Three. They signed him for this moment. If Antonio Brown could show out, be that. Third down receiver that Tom Brady's going to need. Be that extra yard guy, that, that touchdown reliable guy that Tom Brady's going to be looking for. Tampa Bay's going to win this game. Because if you factor in their defense, if they're defensive guys, if that three-headed monster, Sue, Pierre-Paul, and Bennett can uh, basically make Patrick Mahomes get claustrophobic, that's ball game. Go back and watch the Green Bay game. Those three guys made Aaron Rodgers look uncharacteristic. Aaron Rodgers does not 
He is one of the few quarterbacks that is able to get up the pocket and make a play happen. I don't even think he likes throwing in the pocket. He's he had a lot of pocket protection. He just didn't know what to do. He likes to throw away. He likes to run. No, I'm not about. If if Sue, Pierre Pearl, and Bennett can create hell for Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady's holding number seven, and Tampa Bay is going to get their second Super Bowl, which is crazy because Tennessee. Texans, <laughs> Cleveland, I'm doing this on the top of my head, Jacksonville, and uh, don't have one. So, go figure, right? Now, what I believe, that, that's what I think, what I believe should happen, if you're Tampa, do the unthinkable. Get the ball in Leonard Fournette's hands and Randall Jones and just, pack, just keep Kansas City's offense off the field. Just ground up old school. It'd be boring as hell, but old school. Just get in the rock. They're not going to look for it. Because they're going to be prepared for Tom Brady to put the ball in. One thing, Andy Reid. Andy Reid's faced Tom Brady multiple times. He's going to be ready for that. Oh, he's going to put the ball in the air. But if you change it up and you go old school, give it to the running backs. Let them drool and drag. You got two horses back there. This is what you got Leonard Fournette for. You got Leonard Fournette for these reasons. For getting the ball and just moving the chains. You may have yourself a ball. You may have another championship. Now, time to make the point for Kansas City. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes. Enough said. Now, Tyreek Hill. If Tyreek Hill can have a fantastic game, nobody, nobody on Tampa Bay is covering him. Simple as that. They're probably going to want to double-team him, which means um, Sammy Watkins is going to be available, or what's going to happen is if they do apply that pressure, they're going to need um, the tight end, Keek, uh, uh, shoot, forgot his name, I didn't even write it down, but they're going to need the tight end to uh, be the uh, Travis Keekley. They're going to need him to be huge and be in that safety blanket for Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes is not going to have time to be looking to throw the fall down the field. He's going to have to be able to get it across the middle. If they're blitzing, the middle may be open. Unless they have like some crazy blitz zone, which then the middle is not open. And then what I said is moot. But if Travis K- Casey excuse me, it can make himself available, be just, just stop running deep down the field. Just be old school, turn, look, boom. Then we got ourselves an opportunity because that's a big man. That's Gronkowski Jr. They're not taking him down that easily. And and, and Patrick Mahomes can nitpick, 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 and then look for that boom bat. You feel me? Look for that boom. And then the Honey Badger, uh, uh, Tyrone Matthews. He is going to be the X Factor defensively. He's got that. He's got that Troy Polamalu in him where the field is his. He's got that Ed Reed in him where he just reads the field. And if you think for one minute that young man is not going to be part of every play, first of all, right now he leads a team in the playoffs and tackles and interceptions right now. Not to mention he finished third in the entire season in interceptions. And he's got one, he was like top on the team in tackles. If you think he's not going to be in every X factor for the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs, mark my words. Matthews, the honey badger, watch and learn and watch what he does. Who wins the game? I'm glad you asked me. Kansas City wins this game. Simple as that. 
Tom Brady will not win. Kansas City, this is their time. It's that dude's time. It's just like when we saw the Lakers take on the Bulls in 1990. Yeah, Magic was there. He had a young group of guys. But guess what? It was Jordan's time. Jordan and Patrick Mahomes is now Patrick Mahomes. He don't have, he's going to have to come up with something. What is he? PM, is he the second PM2? PM, yeah, the PM, the Prime Minister, Patrick, good, the Prime Minister, it's his time now, it's time for uh, Patrick Mahomes, aka the the PM, to take over, be the guy, be the man, it's his time, time, you lose, you go home, you made it to 10, but it's time to retire, because the writing is on the wall, baby, the writing is on the wall, so I got Kansas City winning, that's what I think, guys, so I hope you all... Most of America is probably agreeing with me. Yeah, Tom Brady lose. But f- let me just before I wrap this up. If I read on my Facebook one more time how Tom Brady che- cheated or, you know, the Redskins should have won the game the other night. Like, stop it. Stop your hate. <laughs> okay? It's getting sad. All right? Give the man his credit and move on. So, with that being said, we're getting ready to take a break. Um, if you're listening here on DynastyRadioNY.com or you're listening on the podcast, all the music today is Super Bowl themed because everybody that I'm playing today performed in the Super Bowl. We kicked the show off with Michael Jackson, PYT, uh, we're gonna have a little Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, and the Rolling Stones all today on today's show. So, uh, buckle up and enjoy that if you will. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we'll be back in our second segment as we take a break. You miss out on the music, so download the show later this week, alright? Uh, we'll be right back. Downright Sports. Get ready. We are tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so... It's been a long time since I came around. Been a long time, but...
Gaga for you guys a little you and I do 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 you and I right, I'm gonna do this one quick uh, I went a little over in the last segment um so baseball big news and it was kind of squashed because you know the Super Bowl is this week and a lot is happening baseball is what to do I don't know why baseball maybe because I'm so close to it and I love it so much I don't understand why baseball always looks so confused. Like, they never know what they're doing. So now, they went from being like, yeah, we're going to start the season on time, to we don't know. Like, there's talks that they may delay the season, especially now that Arizona basically came out. I was like, yeah, we don't want baseball here uh, yet. You know, it's like, COVID, we don't want you guys. Which is weird, because I thought baseball did a pretty good job in, you know, how, you know, controlling their narrative last year. They didn't do what basketball did. They did with the playoffs, which I thought was smart. Any case, so they made the latest season by a month, dropping it down to 154 games. We'll see. Um, you know, good luck for that. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals got a third baseman, a, a, a gold glove dirt third baseman, if you will. Um, Nolan. Ariano is going uh, <laughs> is going to, from Colorado to St. Louis. Big pickup. 
these are the type of pickups St. Louis make. People go, really? And then we forget about the player. He just, you know, wins a Hall of Fame in the World Series. The Cardinals are classy. Classy organization. As Stephen A. Smith would say, first class organization. First class all the way. They do everything just right. But, you know, they're just one of those historical teams. That, they're like San Antonio. Like, you don't like dislike them. You just respect what they do unless you're a Cubs fan. Then you hate them <laughs> because they do do everything right there. They're complete opposites. Um, baseball's cool that way, if you think about it. There's rivals, and baseball's because it's so regional. So you still got Yankees-Red Sox, which is still heated. You have uh, Cardinals-Cubs, still heated. Giants-Dodgers, uh, truly heated. Mets and Atlanta is a big... People don't realize how much like Atlanta and the Mets... Is huge, especially two mirror opposite worlds. You know what I'm saying? The cut, you know, Atlanta, and then your know, New York. You know, Queens, baby. You know what I'm saying? Holding it down. Anyway, the Hall of Fame uh, announcement came, and nobody got voted in. So me and like 20 other guys got a lot in common. We didn't get voted in. Yay! The Baseball Hall of Fame writers need to have their heads examined and read that this 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 Hall of Fame. The rules need to be changed. I don't think they should change some of their tactics. I'm fine if nobody gets voted in, if it's right. But this is this is not like this. They don't have people they could vote in. And I, I did some homework. I did some quick homework, so don't hold this against me. But there's some players last year that should still be on the ballot this year. So we're going to go back and look at last year because we never had a Hall of Fame ceremony because of this, you know, the stupid COVID. Last year, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker got voted in. I'm not 100% sure why Larry Walker's in the Hall of Fame. I thought, like, the, the problem is, <laughs> sidetracked already, sometimes when we make a defense for the Hall, we go, the Hall of Fame is great. It's for the greatest of the greats. Let me say that again. It's for the greatest of the greats. If you're a professional athlete, you're already great. But the Hall of Fame is supposed to be for the guys that are better than that, the regular guy. The Hall of Fame is supposed to be legendary. You're enshrined it forever. Do you make a mistake? Yeah, we all make mistakes. But Larry Walker is not a Hall of Famer over Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Omar Vizquel, Gary Sheffield, heck, or Jeff Kent. There's no way in hell Jeff Kent is not a Hall of Famer. Jeff Kent has more home runs than any other second baseman in the history of the game. He's an MVP. He won an MVP over Barry Bonds. Like, what are we saying here? Like, what are we saying? He was a career second baseman. Like, why are we not? Why is he? Why is Jeff Kent only getting 27% of the vote? Why is Aaron Andrew Jones, if Larry Walker's a Hall of Famer, Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. The first 10 years of Andrew Jones' career is phenomenal. There's no better center fielder than Andrew Jones. All my Braves fans out there will agree with that. The guy's got 10 gold gloves. He was guaranteed. He was automatic. He was if 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 Sandy Koufax can make the Hall of Fame and only play ten years. Don't give me this crap that Andrew Jones is not a Hall. Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. If Larry Walker is a Hall of Famer, Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. I'll do you one better. How is I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but how Alfonso Soriano and Paul Konerko did not get any look. Stop it. So I pulled their numbers, and we'll touch on this year too. Look at 
Alfonso Soriano's numbers, career numbers. Where is shoot? Oh, here it is. Look at his numbers. The guy's got over 412 career home runs. All right, that's the, he's in the conversation now. Not to mention, he's got a couple seasons where he had 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. One season, 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases. The guy was a he was a, one of the best power hitters we had. Not saying he's a Hall of Famer. I'm saying he should have got more consideration than what he did. If if him and to me, I take Alfonso Soriano over Larry Walker any day of the week. Are you, he was the face of the Chicago Cubs when the Cubs had nobody. Come on, I, the Yankees traded him for a Rod. <laughs> like that's who the trade. He, he still would have been a Yankee. The Yankees traded him for a Rod. Like all right, like enough's enough with the crap. Then if you take a look, four-time All Star. Seven-time, oh no, excuse me, four-time Silver Slugger, seven-time All-Star, All-Star MVP. Come on, that, that, come on, man. And then Paul Konerko has a better argument than even him. Paul Konerko, 439 career home runs, career batting average of 279, six-time All-Star, World Series champion, ALCS MVP. So I did some quick research and found a player equal to Paul Konerko. I'm going to read you his stats. Uh, career 700, I mean, 379 home runs, career batting average 279, two-time World Series champion, seven-time All-Star, All-Star MVP. Who, you probably saying to yourself, damn, his numbers are a lot like Paul Konerko. Oh, that's just Hall of Famer Tony Perez from the Cincinnati Reds. Their numbers are almost identical. How can you justify one over the other? That's my point. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's the dumbest thing ever. Baseball is the biggest game in numbers. The numbers are right there. Don't sit and tell me Paul Konerko is not should get more look. He didn't even get. He got two percent of the vote. That is the dumbest thing I've seen and heard all day. And I watch my dogs fight each other. So this year, the 2021 ballot came out. And zero got voted in. And the conversation and the argument is, well, Kurt Schilling earned 71% of the votes. He's constantly uh, uh, climbing the fishbowl. Now, Bonds and Clemens haven't gotten in because they cheated, even though there are no positive tests on either one of them. It's just everybody's here saying, I, I'm doing the eye test. I'm doing the eye test. I see him. His head got big. Stop it. If change Barry Bonds to Babe Ruth... And change Roger Clemens' attitude to Sandy Koufax, both being a Hall of Fame, celebrated, champagne pop, bellies being rubbed, and it lived like Caesar. Stop it. Stop it. The hypocrisy, stop it. If the rule, if, if you're going based on A-Rod, I give it to you. Manny, I give it to you. Sosa, Bonds, and Clemens, no positive tests. Go back and look at Sammy Sosa's whole career. He's always been a big guy. Always been a home run hitter. Maybe he just started hitting horns because he came into his prime. I'm a, I know what I'm going to say is going to sound blasphemous. I'm making an argument here. What if Ken Griffey Jr. actually was on steroids? We don't know. Because what, what are one of the common things that steroids do? Your body tends to break down, right? Whose body broke down faster and harder than Ken Griffey Jr.? Got to Cincinnati and couldn't play anymore. The body, just he just couldn't play. Now, I don't think Ken Griffey did it. Because if he did, he would have had a thousand career home runs. But I'm just saying 
there's no, we don't know who did, we don't know who didn't, we just can't go, well, I think he did, stop it, put Barnes and Clemens in the Hall of Fame, no asterisk, no nothing, just put them in the Hall of Fame and leave it alone, the Hall of Fame is a museum, if you want another wing to maybe have the what if wing, so be it, but they should be in, now as far as should Kurt Schilling be in the Hall of Fame, hell no, not because I don't care about his politics. I don't care about what he thinks. I'm going based on what I saw play. Did he help the Red Sox win a championship? Absolutely. But so did uh, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, David Robinson, and a bunch of them bums that wore that ugly-ass uniform. They all help. Oh, but he helped Arizona win. No, no, let's be clear. He pitched one good game against the Yankees. Dude, should we remember? Was it game four, game five? He got rocked. And then he returned in game seven, and the Yankees had the lead. It was Randy Johnson that came and shut us down game one, um, game one in game six, and then in game seven in relief. It wasn't Kurt Schilling. So, yeah, it says if, if Kurt Schilling goes into the Hall of Fame, then so should um, Andy Pettit. Their numbers are similar. Andy Pettit did it as a left-hander. Independent has more career wins in the postseason than anybody in the history of the game. So if the argument for Curtis Schilling is, well, he did in the postseason, then Independent should be in the Hall of Fame. Is the Hall of Fame for the great or is it for the good? Let's, let's make the conversation right here. Is Tracy McGrady a Hall of Famer? I'm asking it right now. Is Tracy McGrady a Hall of Famer? My opinion, no. I thought Tracy McGrady was a fantastic baller. I thought he was a great player, but he never got his team out of the first round. Come on, like, well, Bruins, a team sport. Allen Iverson, standing all 5'11", took his team to the finals by himself. He averaged 30 points, 31 points that season. The next person on that team was uh, Aaron McKee, who averaged 8 points a game. Tracy McGrady had Yao Ming at one point in his career and couldn't get out the first round. But he's a Hall of Famer. Just saying, what are your justifications of Hall of Fame? Like, if we're going based on the numbers, okay. But even then, like, eh, basketball's tough. Because one guy can take a bunch of shots and, like, just don't make them. Because, like, is Gilbert Arenas a Hall of Famer? Kind of the same careers, almost. You know what I mean? Like, Vince Carter, even Vince Carter, to me, is borderline. Like, Vince was great. Don't know if he was a Hall of Famer. That's why the Baseball Hall of Fame, to me, is the best Hall of Fame because it only puts in the greats. But when you let Larry Walker get in and you deny guys like Paul Konerko and um, and Rod and, and let's just keep Cummins and Barnes off. When you deny guys like uh, Paul Konerko, whose numbers are similar to an already Hall of Famer, or Omar Vizquel, which was a top-notch shortstop, or... Um, Sammy Sosa, who hit 60 home runs three times, or Andrew Jones, who's a 10-time Gold Glover. Your, your, your arguments make no sense to me. The point of a guy going into the Hall is he was the best at his position at his time and his generation. Enough said, period. I'm done. We're going to have a longer conversation about this one day. I promise. I'm done. Well, when we come back, we're going to have some fun. Let's talk about who should perform, who I would love to have seen perform in the Super Bowl. I'm going to throw a little Bruno Mars. This is Downright Sports.
father of the art in the old town tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. I got a body full of liquor with a cocaine kicker, and I'm feeling like I'm 30 feet tall. So lay it down, lay it down. You got your legs up in the sky with the devil in your eyes. Let me hear you say you want it It's a killer, you'll be banging on my chest, bang, bang Never 
Whew. All right, everybody, we're wrapping this one up. I'm actually not going to record this one on Facebook Live because I don't really think this segment matters, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But um feeling airtime. Who's going to feel airtime? Um, check this out. So let's do some housekeeping. Thank you for what, listening on uh, DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop, R&B, and soul. But on Thursday nights, it's your number one source for sports, if you will. Uh, coming up next is the Boom Bop Hour, where we are going uncut and raw <laughs> as they give you the uh, they give you some topics of pop culture uh, today and uh, break it down for you and talk that talk that slick talk, if you will. If you're listening on the podcast um, on Apple Podcast, just leave a comment, give me a thumbs up. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor, just leave a thumbs up. And tell me what you think. All right. <laughs> the Super Bowl is this Sunday. Uh, the, the music I played today are people who performed in the Super Bowl. So that should be fun. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, but it got me to thinking. There's some people I would like to have seen or still would like to see in the Super Bowl performance on the halftime show. So, like, for example, like, I would have killed, killed to see Queen... Uh, performing the halftime show. Could you imagine, like, the, the, could you imagine the Super Bowls in New Orleans? You get Freddie Mercury, uh, the, the Mercedes Silverdome, like, goodness gracious. Or Led Zeppelin gets to perform in the Cowboys Stadium. Like, come on, man. I would love that scene. Like, um, like, I don't know why I start coughing. That would be so dope. Every week I got that that those performances, um, timeless great performances. Like go back and do some homework and see some of the people that had got performing the Super Bowl halftime show. It wasn't this spectacle that we have today. It was really more or less just like what can we put together? Like the Blues Brothers. I love the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers performed the Super Bowl one year. Yeah, it wasn't as I don't think it was as globally um welcomed at first like people realize oh snap no we can this is a way to sell our music you know what i'm saying like imagine the super bowl is in las vegas and you get one guy out of nowhere to come out and perform and that guy is elvis presley i would kill that seen Elvis on the stage, a hundred thousand plus screaming fans. He comes out, and he's boom, 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 boom. he's got the guitar and he's got the hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big Elvis fan. I had to like suppress my Elvis fandom because people was like, I don't know if you can really love, you know, if you really can like Elvis. This was not the song I wanted to play for Elvis, but. I'm bringing it up to today. Like, you could have uh, the baby. Baby would be a great halftime performance. Go watch him perform on SNL about a year ago. He was excellent. And I think that was. I think that's what put him in that whole other stratosphere. Because the baby's on the stratosphere. I know some of you are not fans of but I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. And, you know, how about LL Cool J for the Hall of Fame? I mean, for the, for the halftime show, like. This guy is legend. He's got the energy. He gives you, 
He gives everybody what they want. He gives, you know, he's got the hits, if you will. He's safe, if that's what you're looking for. I know the baby, if you listen to the baby's music, I'm not sure he can play his whole catalog at the Super Bowl show. But LL could. You know what I'm saying? And me thinking about this, you know, I'm just remembering the Super Bowl was in Miami. It was Chicago. And the Colts. And Prince played. And it was still the best Super Bowl halftime performance ever. It's not Bruno Mars. He's a close. It's not Bruce Springsteen. He's close. It's not Beyonce. She's not even in the conversation. It's Prince. He comes out. and He's got the guitar. And he's shredding. And he stops to play Purple Rain. And it starts raining. Like, do you know how all... Like, I missed it. I wish... It's a shame. Like, we lost Prince. We lost Michael, we lost Prince, we lost too many, like, we lost too many great, like, <coughs> they do that versus thing, could you imagine a Prince and a Michael versus, like, I don't think you can do Prince and Michael, because, I took my earpiece, I don't know if you can do Prince and Michael, because Mike doesn't play an instrument, you need, like, somebody else that plays an instrument to go with Prince, like, Prince is that dude. <laughs> Prince is that guy, man. Like he's, I, I, on my prom night, I went home at like 4 a.m., 2 a.m. I mean, no. I got home at 6 a.m. And I put on Purple Rain and went to sleep. Because <laughs> that's how great a movie it is. Yeah. It's so awesome. Hey. Hmm. Thank you all for listening. It's been fun. I really hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl this week. My mom's picking Tom Brady. I'm picking Kansas City. So, let's go. <laughs> um, we, I'm going to do a pop-up Super Bowl show. So, as soon as the Super Bowl's over, there will be a pop-up show. Um, be quick. Give my two cents. I hope you in, I hope you join in. I'm going to try to get people to interact with me and have some fun with that one. And we just recap. If the game is boring, I'm not doing the show. But if the game's exciting and it's something worth talking about, I'm going to do it. Um, Downray Sports is getting a new home. Uh, it's going to have a new studio. There will be a new Downray Sports studio uh, coming in the weeks, days ahead. Get ready. Oh, boy. <laughs> the I, the <clears throat> little inside baseball. I've been doing Downray Sports now, or I'm just talking the podcast or the YouTube show in some type of form or fashion. Almost six years, I think. Yeah. See, it's five or six years we've been doing it strong, and we finally are going to have some space to do some fun things and hopefully make some exciting stuff happen and uh, really give the show a new pro- production that you know it's been craving and I've been craving to do. So, um, you know, sometimes they say more, sometimes having more is not good, but in this case, I think it's going to be real fun for everybody involved. So. Stick around and get ready for that. Also, I gotta get ready. Uh, we will be interviewing Sugar Ray Leonard's son, Ray Leonard, Charles Ray Leonard Jr. We're gonna interview him in February, and then we will honor all civil rights activists the whole month of February. And um, we know we're gonna have some fun. So, um, thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure. Uh, be safe. Uh, download the podcast if you will. Stay tuned for the Boom Bop Hour. That's coming on next. And uh, please wash your hands. Be safe. Treat your fellow man with respect and love. Um, Look up in the sky and understand there's something higher than all of us and more powerful than all of us. And as always, deuces.
Yeah, man, you're now locked into Downright Sports, the podcast. This is DJ Chase, Worldwide Sounds Records. Shout out to Brent Reed. I want y'all to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know what it is. Chia! And this studio, looking at a guy out here hollering my name. When last year, I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time 